Hello and welcome to the August 2nd, 2019 edition of Real Help for Real Living. My name is Tony Marciano, President and CEO of Charlotte Rescue Mission, and today's title is, I Wish I Still Had This Book for My Teen Years. Let's get started. In the late 1980s, I was pastoring a church that had a huge Christmas outreach. Since it was a church plant, we had no buildings, just a tiny office. I asked the Chrysler dealership to let me use their showroom floor for our Christmas food and toy distribution program. He agreed. I wrote the CEO of Chrysler about the dealer's kindness. I received a letter signed by Lee Iacocca acknowledging the use of the showroom. He is one of my heroes in management. He died a few weeks ago. I read a lot of blogs about him since that time. He is best known as the father of the Ford Mustang. He took a Ford Falcon, gave it a long hood and a short deck, added bucket seats, floor shift, and made it fun, sporty, and affordable. The 1965 Mustang sold more vehicles its first year than any other car in the automotive industry. In 1978, he was let go from Ford where he served as president. A few months later, he took over the reins of Chrysler, where he turned it around from near bankruptcy and introduced the minivan to the automotive world. Many of the blogs said he would be remembered for being the father of the Mustang as well as saving Chrysler from bankruptcy. But others were critical, accusing him of not addressing the problem of the Ford Pinto that would sometimes explode in rear-end collisions. They also complained he wasn't a fan of seatbelts, airbags or anti-pollution equipment and will be remembered for that. Now, I don't remember a line of candidates applying to take over the reins of Chrysler in 1978. It was said that had he known how bad it was, he wouldn't have taken the job. But he did, and he stayed, and he finished the job. What does this have to do with the book for my teen years? When I was 13, my sister gave me a book entitled 2001 Insults, an insult for every occasion. One of them said he builds himself up by tearing other people down. Let me encourage you that the more you accomplish, the more you become a target for critics. People don't care about you when you aren't doing anything with your life. But when you begin to accomplish things and demonstrate leadership, they'd rather tear you down. What encourages me is a speech given by Teddy Roosevelt on April 23, 1910. He says, It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms to great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. If you are in the arena, your face is covered with dust and sweat and blood, and you are a leader. I heard one leader say, I don't listen to the critics. I don't read their comments. I'm not going to let them get inside my head. God has a destiny for me, and I can't let anything detract it from me. I'll be back in two weeks. Until then, live well, my friend.